I'm Ian Pringle, and this is the Loyalty Podcast from New World Loyalty, where we help you make the most of your loyalty strategies by listening to us talk about what we like to talk about most, which is loyalty and loyalty programs. In this podcast, we're going to discuss the Loyalty CXM conference in Zurich and talk about the key outtakes. For this, I'm joined by Christina Ziliani. Hi, Christina, from the University of Parma. Hi. Hello. Hi, Ian. Thank you for having me. And it's really good to have you on board, actually, Christina. And also Pavel Loos from Oracle. Hi, Pavel. Hi, Ian. It's great to be here. Great to see you as well. So can someone kick us off just a quick introduction to yourself, but also a bit of a introduction to what the conference was and key outtakes that you felt you took from it. So, Christina, would you like to start? Okay, thank you. Uh, So um, I'm the scientific director of the Loyalty Observatory at the University of Parma. We've been doing research on loyalty, CRM and customer experience for over 20 years. We do training and consulting and for the research we do, I've been invited to this conference, which is a first in Europe. And I was really uh, interested in attending because of the mix of presentations by experts and also retailers being there and case studies that were presented. Let me just start with those because I really found PetSmart and the REI case very interesting, the Samsung case. So for, uh, you know, uh, anybody who wanted an overview of what loyalty strategy is now in different industries. I think that was an interesting yeah. point to start. And I really then, like the PetSmart one as well. I, I I thought it was a it was a really good case study of just how to do loyalty properly in a simple way that's simple for the customers. Because I think we often overcomplicate loyalty, whereas I thought it was a beautifully simple and effective case. I agree 100%. That's exactly, uh, I would love to take that to my students <laughs> yeah. in our loyalty management course because that's exactly how I felt. And the other interesting thing for the conference uh, was the presentation of research reports because there was, uh, you know, Mando Connect and YouGov uh, study that I also was involved with um, on loyalty in Europe. There was the Antabo Global you know, Report. Uh, there was my research from my observatory. So I think it was an opportunity to see a brand new research that was not published before presented. And it doesn't really happen all the time when you attend these kind of conferences. So um, that was the other very interesting point, in my opinion. Yeah, and we'll put links to the, all of those, to those three studies on the bottom of this um, of this podcast. Or if you look on um, LinkedIn, you'll see links to those podcasts. Or sorry, those those research pieces. I really like the Mando Connect one was excellent because it had it had such a... I couldn't believe the variety in Europe. There was huge variety, 86% in Norway of take-up of loyalty schemes. But that drops down to 31% in Turkey, all in the same continent. Just amazing. You're nodding ahead, Pavel, too. Did you did you sit in on that piece by Amanda Connect? Yeah, indeed, and <clears throat> Ian, thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm Pavel. Uh, I uh, I'm a loyalty professional. I worked for many years, uh, many years in Shell uh, for a period of time as a global loyalty manager, and uh, right now I support brands and inspire brands. Uh, to move on with their, in their journey on uh, with loyalty from transactional to emotional loyalty, I, I, I find the 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 report uh, fascinating. Right, I, I find it that the the fact that uh, the guys have put so much uh, so much resources and so much uh, attention to detail to this report is great. 
uh, and it's great to see that the the interest from customers continues uh, continues to grow. I with sixty one percent of customers in Europe uh, being part of a loyalty scheme. Uh, so some some great numbers, and indeed I agree with you the the differences in the market uh, on uh, how they engage, how they see loyalty, uh, the loyalty schemes they are part of. Uh, it's it's incredible. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, and the again, and if I can quote another statistic from that report, we, th- there was a question there saying, "Do you think that loyalty all programs should offer a loyalty program as a relevant reward?" And the variety there was 70% in the UK, down to 29% in Denmark. The other things I took from it was, particularly from yours, Christina, was that hard times drive innovation. And you had two particular case studies that I really liked was the Leclerc. Is that how you spell it? Leclerc? Um, Where they were doing vouchers making up for cost rises. And you also had this one where there was an anti-inflation button, where people could press an anti-inflation button and then they were given alternatives to purchase which would make up for the cost differences can you talk through through those they were they were beautiful case studies yeah thank you uh, that's actually um, a small piece of research that we've started doing in late august 2022 when the inflation rate you know was at its peak because you know we talk with retailers every day and especially supermarket retailers in italy and across europe were uh, you know puzzled at how sh- can we do something to support our customers with this, you know, price uh, increases. And together, we looked at how you can use loyalty data to support your customers because, you know, you can segment your customer based on price sensitivity. You can connect one by one to your customers by sending, you know, targeted offers. And you can use the loyalty scheme to give more value. So we started collecting in my observatory cases of how retailers across Europe and the States were actually using customer insights and customer data to uh, do something real to support, you know, to, to shield customers from inflation. And that's how we collected those cases. And the two you mentioned are from two French retailers um, that actually came up with some interesting ideas. And the there was an interesting thing about the inflation button. Uh, it's talking of how artificial intelligence and algorithms are being put more and more at the service of, you know, a loyalty marketing uh, for retailing. And then the retailer found out that 21% of customers who actually pushed the button when they were shopping online, they actually ended up buying the suggested product that was cheaper than the original one. So it's interesting that you can connect that marketing action based on insight with the actual result. And this is something that retailers are looking more and more for. So, um, yeah. No, nice. It was, it was a couple of yeah. beautiful case studies. <clears throat> yeah, one, one, of the, one of the areas that I, uh, that I find really interesting, one of the areas that uh, I think we will see brands venturing into more and more is the involvement of the loyalty programs with, with the topic of sustainability, right? And that was one of the... Uh, one of the, the the sections that Christina you talked about, right? Starting from some of the simpler, which uh, sim- simpler activities that many brands have done in the past about donating your points uh, to a charitable cause, right? I mean, that's a fairly, dare I say, common and standard way how you could 
kind of involve loyalty and sustainability, and that's where some of the CSR angles started. Uh, then uh, moving into uh, into area where customers can actually earn points or credits based on the behavior that they do, right? So kind of a sustainable uh, sustainable behavior, and then then moving all the way to the uh, to the top where often we will see more brands coming where it is a, a direct support of a sustainable lifestyle, and it was then amazing to have. Uh, REI uh, the following day actually coming on the stage and following on that thought, right? So what is it that they do? How do they support um, the, the, the partners that they have? How do they support the people that work at REI? And how, how they actually build the entire um, uh, their entire program about kind of helping people uh protecting the nature and use and, and enjoy enjoy the outside world yeah the rei case study was was excellent and i definitely recommend yeah. people to have a look at that particular case study we can't share the slides on openly but actually look at the program and have a have a look at that it's great the other thing i felt came across i, I don't know how you feel was this the, the art as well as science and the human being element of loyalty because we had the presentation by rory sutherland and also there was a lot of coverage of how you need to engage your staff in loyalty, that loyalty is the front end, um, especially on, on on customer experience. I mean, how did you feel that? I, I felt that was covered very well. I think, Ian, uh, the two of us on some of the work we've been doing, you know that I've been always preaching that the most important part of your strategy is the execution. And the execution happens, no, no, happens, you got, happens to stuff. Pavel, you've got to get it right because I've got a slide now that says your quote on it. And your quote says the only strategy a customer sees is execution at the point that's of sale. Right. That's not that's not my quote, just to put this <laughs> put the story right. This is this is the quote from the former CEO of uh, PNG. But yes, indeed. Those that know me that I use that actually fairly often, right? And that execution in loyalty happens through people, happens through stuff. And that doesn't necessarily mean only front stuff, right? And that was that was the perspective that Michael uh, Killian used in his actually opening presentation uh, on customer experience and kind of showing what loyalty can learn from customer experience. Because everything that you do, whether it's on the sh- uh, on the shop floor or whether it's in the head office, actually happens through people. So the moment uh staff on at the tail can use and can talk about loyalty openly and they believe in it they will engage the end customer if the uh, the head office staff everybody knows and understand why you as a brand la- run loyalty then you know what as a matter of fact some of the conflicting conversations you have with your finance colleagues actually might be easier when they understand this right so the moment you've got happy staff you know that you're going to get a happy customer and you're going to get a happy shareholder. To me, if nothing else, this was the highlight uh, that I am taking away. Uh, and I think we all as a, uh, as a community should be, uh, should be preaching about because this is the basics. That's the execution. Yeah, I agree 100%. If I can add something, um, uh, I think one of the challenges is not only thinking of the employees, the staff, but expanding the lens to thinking of the channel. That's an old 
expression. Today we talk of touch points, but let me use this old expression for marketing. You know, uh, a lot of brands, they sell thanks to the existence of other intermediaries. It could be a big marketplace, but very often it is wholesalers, retailers, and the staff working for the wholesaler, the agents, the staff working for the retailers. So instead of thinking only of your own staff, I think there is room to develop loyalty activities that involve the personnel of the other players in the channel. I mean, um, you know, I'm seeing some of these cases, for example, you know, being a, a judge in the International Loyalty Awards, uh, I'm seeing the cases, so I can't mention any of them, but I was happy to see that there are brands that are involving uh, in their loyalty programs, not only the B2C side, but also the staff of the partners in the channel. And I think that's another very important frontier for execution. Uh, and I'd love, I've heard, I've heard something in Zurich, which was very interesting. And I'd love for the future, maybe next edition next year, uh, to have more case studies that show the two sides the execution as far as the consumer and the execution as far as the other relevant people in the channel. I mean, I think it's a really good point, Christine. I also think that that um, if we take that a little bit further, that a theme that I took out of this conference was an extension beyond the loyalty program into deeper part of the enterprise, as you said, into channel, but also you the, 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 the thing you highlighted about the growth of media sales and the more the, the growing importance of first party data you know i think that loyalty is becoming more and more important to the core the core of the enterprise not just the marketing function i think that was a definite theme would you agree which, which is something that uh, sorry christina go ahead no no go ahead go ahead Pavel. which is some something that uh, that resonated to me through uh Specifically, the, the the section that Phil Rubin headed on stakeholder capitalism and stakeholder loyalty, right? Uh, which is exactly this topic, right? Uh, and very nicely links links together to Christina talking the future of kind of a loyalty going into citizen experience uh, management, right? So not just your consumer or customer experience management. How do you manage the entire interface because your customers are or your future customers are engaging with your brand already today so what do you do how do you work with those that might be your customers in the future how, and where does where, where can loyalty play a role in that uh, in that scenario to build the uh, build the, the brand ambassadors even before they start purchasing I think that's the, that's where loyalty as a as an uh, as a discipline, if you will, on this is where loyalty as a discipline, I think, is moving. That's very beautifully put. I, I have nothing to add. Thank you, Pavel. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. I really like the, the way you. I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored. The, the the other one that I really liked was um, we've. I always talk about the core books, the Bibles of loyalty, which in my case I always say scoring points by the Tesco team including Clive Humby, but you'll find it anywhere. The Loyalty Effect by Frederick Reicheld. But I think we can now add to that Alchemy by Rory Sutherland because it's not directly about loyalty, 
but it is directly about people. And I think that, that any marketeers that join loyalty thinking that it's all about science and not about human beings is completely missing the point. <laughs> and he's got, he, his book is about loyalty, but really it's about, you can't trust the numbers because we are all dealing with human beings and emotions are driven by feelings, not reasons. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful book. Thank you. I actually use the first and the second you mentioned with my students, with my graduate students. So uh, I looked up immediately after the conference, uh, Rory Sutherland's book. And thank you for, for saying I haven't read it yet, but thank you for uh, yeah. pitching that because I, I certainly look into that as a new reading for my students. Yeah. It's, it's very entertaining and it, it's I, entertaining I, anyway. Indeed. I had the, the pleasure of uh, seeing Rory talk a couple of times. And you know, when, when I look on my notes from the conference, uh, I've got a note from every single session, but his. Yeah. Uh, because it's just, just so capturing. Right. And uh, to me, uh, some of the messaging that he passed about uh, passed passed to us is uh, nobody got fired for a logical solution. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, he, he dared he dared everybody to be brave and to do stupid things and test stupid things. Test stupid because, things. Because like because without testing those stupid things, you never know whether that's gonna work or not. Right. Uh, so, and, and test small stupid things, right? Because it's the small, it's the small detail that sometimes can have a just massive, massive impact. So, uh, I really enjoyed, enjoyed Rory. Uh, I strongly recommend, uh, if you have an opportunity to read the book, uh, look him up. It was a fantastic session. Loyalty program, and it's the only picture I took. Loyalty program is a corrective eye surgery for business. Yeah. Like what a creative expression of what loyalty actually is, right? It allows you, it gives you the data points, it gives you the insights to correct how you do business and to engage with your customers. Yeah. Fantastic. No, it's brilliant. Well, on that note, I just have to say thank you. So thank you, Christina Ziliani. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you, Ian. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Pavel Lois. Thank you both. Thank you very much. Uh, have a great day. Thank you. Yeah. And if you like this podcast, please like, share or comment on the LinkedIn using the hashtag The Loyalty Podcast. And we look forward to your company again soon. Thank you and goodbye.